Well, hi guys, Alex McDonald in Atlanta, joined by Daniel Munoz in Minnesota. Hey, Danny. Hey, Al. How hey, you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. This is the TPS report for Thursday, November 10th, 2022. It's good to be back. Thank you, everybody. T minus 14 days. T minus 14 days until... until Let me give you a second. Until Al's giving. Thank you. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. It, or it's T minus 14 days till John Wick Day is what it is. Because Thanksgiving Day is when I watch the John Wick trilogy, which is about to be the John Wick quadrology. I don't know if that's what it's called. Well, two is called a duology, so y'all yeah, go with it. Okay, I'm going with quadrolo- quadrology. The trailer for John Wick 4 dropped today it's coming out on march 23rd of next year so l's giving of 23 will be four movies yeah it will in a day will be that much richer listen i can barely sit still for one movie to be honest with you you barely sit still for a sitcom yeah it's hard work getting through three john wick movies in a day but i'm determined and i will do it that's my thanksgiving and uh it's just just the way it is just the way it goes. All right. Um, good to be back. Thank you all for being here. Let's say hi to our friends real quick. Um, over there on Rumble, by the way, if you're watching on Rumble, look for the live chat button to get into this box chat. here uh, rather than just the comments section because we don't we don't see the comments during a live show. We only see the live chat. So look for that button and head into the live chat. Uh, we got Canadian Bacon. Over there. What's up, Becky? Good to see you. We have uh, Diamond Dave. What's up, Dave? Thank you for, first of all, thank you for being on the show with us Tuesday night. And uh, thank you for being here this evening. As always. Uh, There's the hammer. Steve, what's going on, brother? Good to see you. And on the other platforms, Michelle Ivey is here. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Joy's with us. What's up, Joy? Good to see you. Peggy Brown is here. Hey, Peggy. And Michelle Brown. What's up, Michelle? There's Janine. Hi, Janine. Bill Campbell. Bill Campbell. Semper Fi, buddy. Happy birthday, Marines, he says. Yes. Happy birthday, Marine Corps. Mitch McCarty is here. What's up, Mitch? Good to see you. Uh, There's your mom. Rita's here. What's up, Rita? And Facebook user Holly is with us. What's up, Holly? Hello, just, sister. just for fun radio. Hey, Holly, what's going on? Um, let's talk about some stuff, shall we? I mean, there's nothing really going on, right? We have nah, nothing to talk about. Not much happened, to be <laughs> honest with you. Uh, did the live stream Tuesday, obviously. Everybody that tuned in, thank you so much. Really yes, appreciate you. For being there we us. had um at one point just on Rumble, we had over 300 people watching, which is outrageous for us but um and it was consistent it was over 250 for the entire show and uh thank you rumble and rumblers and if you're on rumble and you're not subscribed hit subscribe and also give the 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 rumble plus thumbs up to us if you can and uh, if you get the opportunity share the share the content when you get a moment because uh discovery on rumble is somewhat limited and we need y'all's help to get the uh, to get the show out there. So we did the live stream Tuesday. Had uh, David Foster from Redacted on the show. 
Diamond Dave Bowen was here. The guys from the BFM were on. Larry Cox was here. And listen, the night the night didn't go the way uh, the way things were predicted to go. Am I right? Yes. Or at least from my perspective, I was expecting I was expecting a much bigger red wave than we got, especially when you consider, let me drag in a uh, image here, especially when you consider this polling, Danielle, that was effectively right before the midterms, where the economy was 80% of the nation's concern, followed by, by education, followed by inflation, sorry, then education, th uh, threats to democracy, that was that was of concern to folks. Why? Wow, that's just uh, a little bit sensitive on the old controls there, bit. Danny. Yeah, Threats to democracy was a uh, bit of a concern to folks. Seventy four percent of those polled were concerned about that. Crime, abortion, immigration, and climate change. Considering the top, let's say the top two there. I was expecting a much more substantial red wave than we saw. Make no mistake about it, it was a red wave. We flipped the House. We may still very well flip the Senate, but flipping the House alone is a win. It's yes. a win. Now we're looking at some uh, gridlock, thankfully, up in Congress. But there's a lot of political hot takes going on right now on Twitter and in the mainstream media. And we're going to talk about it a little bit tonight. Try to try to figure out, because we're, we're going to solve it here. We're going to figure yeah, out, and that. we're going to solve it right here. Because there was one big winner Tuesday night, Danielle. Yeah. That big winner was polarization. Yeah. The big winner was a polarized nation. People... Obviously, polls don't mean a great deal these days. We we learn that lesson. We forget that lesson only to learn it again. And quite frankly, since the demise of the landline, polls have, have been remarkably, I don't want to say inaccurate, because the polls, if you go back to polling three or four weeks ago, those were pretty accurate. In fact, there were polls back there saying that Republicans will not take the Senate, but they will take the House. Larry had some internal polling that showed, at, at the most, 30 seats in the House of Representatives. But the later polling that came out that showed this, this potential Republican landslide, it just didn't manifest itself. Um, polarization manifested itself. People had made up their minds. I'm one of those people. I'm not going to vote for a Democrat right now. I'm just not going to. And I think that is the majority of Americans at the moment. There's a lot of blame being, uh, being placed at the moment, Danielle. A lot of people in the media, a lot of people in the GOP are pointing fingers at Donald Trump and saying this is his fault. 
This is the demise of Trump. This is the end of Trump. We've got a story here from, um, who is this? This is the New York Times. Trump under fire in, from inside the GOP. Trump has faced unusual public attacks from across the Republican Party on Wednesday after a string of midterm losses by candidates he had handpicked and supported, a display of weakness as he prepared to announce a third presidential campaign as soon as next week. I don't think we have the data to definitively say one way or the other, this was an anti-Trump vote. I don't think the data exists. If you look at solid red districts, Trump's candidates did great. Right. But they're solid red districts. Were they going to do great anyway? Then if you look at the, the blue districts, solid blue districts, Trump candidates did poorly. But would they have done poorly anyway? You can look at the swing districts and it's a mixed bag. We don't know what's happening with Kerry Lake right now. Arizona are up to who knows what. Right. It might be, uh, they've, they've actually said it might not be, be until after Christmas that we know. Which <sighs> is absolutely insane. I mean, That's it's ludicrous. It's, oh, it's, it's pure insanity. But they're still counting ballots. But she's a Trump gal. She tied herself to Donald Trump, tried, tied herself to 2020 election fraud. She may win that seat. And then there are other Trump-backed candidates that didn't do well. Mehmet Oz. In fact, Mehmet Oz is... is a loss. That was a Republican-held seat. And Mehmet Oz lost that seat. It flipped to a Democrats. Democrats or voters in Pennsylvania decided they were better off voting for a man that just had a stroke and can't put a sentence together than Mehmet Oz. Was their reasoning because Oz was a Trump-backed candidate? Or was their reasoning because Oz was just not a good candidate? We don't know. Nobody's asked that question yet. Right. And that's this is the question. If the GOP are going to point fingers at Donald Trump and say this is this is the end for Trump and this is the beginning of the DeSantis era, they need to find out what voters' actual motivation was. Come on. Is that truly the sense within the GOP? Yeah. I mean, because that's from the New York Times, right? And they're. It's not just come. I'm using okay. the New York Times no, but, as that, a that source. Was my question. Because... Is that legit or is that just them continuing their attack? No, it's it's absolutely okay. it's absolutely legit. Trump is uh, Trump is furious. Um, let me pull this. Trump, it according again, according to sources, this is. Um, I don't know who this is. This is on Yahoo News. It could be anybody. But of course, and I've seen this reported all over. But apparently behind closed doors, Trump is livid that his candidates lost. Publicly, he's saying other things. 
publicly he's saying other things. Um, let me drag this in. We had tremendous success. Why would we change anything? Mr. Trump said when asked whether he would delay his announcement. We've got... Uh, Donald Trump talking of Don Balder up in New York. Don was a very nice guy, but he lost tonight when he disavowed after his big primary win, his longstanding stance on election fraud in the 2020 presidential primary, Trump said. Had he stayed strong and true, he would have won easily. Lesson learned. Behind the scenes, though, apparently he's all pissed off. There is some public animosity coming from Donald Trump. He went after Joe O'Day, who is no Trump fan, and celebrated on Truth Social when Joe lost his race. Joe O'Day lost big, make America great again. And this is one of the things I said on the show Tuesday night. I asked Larry, knowing, knowing, Trump's propensity to just burn shit down. Um, right. You know, and this is exactly what we're seeing. He said he followed up to this. He didn't have my support, but Ron DeSanctimonious and Rhinos were all in. He could have won, but had a death wish. Very little press coverage of his loss. Tons of press coverage of Trump's attack against him, though. Trump's coming out after DeSantis again now. Now that DeSantis is, I guess, the presumptive nominee for 2024, it's wild speculation, mind you. Right. But uh, Trump saying now that the election in Florida is over and everything quite went quite well, shouldn't it be said that in 2020 I got 1.1 million more votes in Florida than Ron D got this year? 5.7 million to 4.6 million, just asking. I mean, here's the thing, though. Look at the 2020. Look at mass mail-out ballots benefited both candidates. There was record right. turnout on both sides. Yeah, sure, he got more votes, but his margin of victory was about one-tenth of that of Ron DeSantis in Florida. DeSantis walked away with it. Florida, Florida is a bright red state thanks to Ron DeSantis. We can't say that. We, no one can tie that victory to President Trump. President Trump cannot tie that victory to himself. And really, it's one of the few victories we saw that night. I consider Georgia a huge victory. I was concerned about it. It was the one state leading into this. I thought red wave everywhere except Georgia. Right. The reverse happened. Right. Every, every state level, I don't know what to call it, every state level administrative position, I guess, um, non-representative, you can't even call it non-representative, Secretary of State, Agricultural oh, right, Secretary, right. Uh, cabinet positions effectively, every single one red, bright red. Wow. 
Brian Kemp, a, a 10 point victory over Stacey Abrams. She actually conceded this time. Wonders that will was, never cease. She, had, it, yeah, the, the victory was so overwhelming that she actually conceded, which is remarkable. Of the people that won here in Georgia, none of them were tied to Trump. Of those statewide races, Trump had disavowed virtually all of them. So you can't, you can't tie Georgia to Donald Trump. If Kerry Lake wins, you can maybe tie Trump to that, but the margin of victory is going to be minimal. Tiny. It's going to be remarkably tiny. And yet, if you go up to, um, let me find this number real quick. trying to find that i have a uh damn it bobert's a trump girl right bobert is a trump girl trump, and she's looks like she's going to scratch it out her margin of victory will be tiny slight right tiny we have i mean to um, the point where they called it for the other guy on tuesday yes yeah and she's conceded right lauren bobert yeah, didn't did no. she concede? No. No, she said she wouldn't. So they're actually counting and she's winning right now. Oh, I thought she had uh, conceded and retracted. No. My bad. No, I don't well, I don't think so. Right. Right. I believe she said no. There was um gosh, I can't remember who it is. There was a candidate up in New York in like New York's neither GOP candidate flipped a house seat. Had nothing to do with Trump, had a margin of victory of like 15 points. Okay. Whereas Trump's candidates in other states are just squeaking through. Is that. Are Is they. Garbarino in New York too? Yeah, it could be. Is that because anti Trump sentiment is strong? And it's getting harder and harder for those candidates to win in their districts. Again, I don't know that the data's there to point at him and say one way or another, this is uh, this is Trump's fault. The red wave didn't materialize because people are sick of Donald Trump. Voters, voters don't care. Good night, Michelle. Voters Michelle. don't care about 2020 anymore. It's over and done with. And I think that's... I think that's part of it. I mean, how many times have we said, you just got to move on? It's time to look. T Trump has spent the last two years bitching about 2020. Bitching about Republican candidates that didn't support him over his 2020 election fraud claims. Attacking good Republicans. But here's the good news. Those good Republicans went on to win. Brian Kemp, a resounding victory. After Donald Trump came out against him, could it be that success for a Republican among independent voters now hinges on Trump coming out against them? There's, I mean, as, there's as much evidence for that as every other claim. 
What we didn't see was a Republican red wave. We didn't see an overwhelming, resounding victory for Republicans. It was a win. An absolute win. Flipping the House, huge. Flipping, flipping. what was it, five New York districts flipped red? Yes. That's a, New in, York and some California districts as well. That is a massive indictment against Democrats. Huge. We lost, a, we lost a Senate seat in Pennsylvania. We might keep Georgia. We'll see. We're heading into a runoff. I got some details about that coming up. We're still watching Kerry Lake. We're still watching Nevada. The Republicans could walk away from this with 52 Senate seats. There's not enough data yet to say that Donald Trump is done. And there's certainly not enough data to say that Donald Trump is the future still of the Republican Party. There are a lot of questions that need to be answered. Those can only be answered, though, by talking to the voters, talking to the people, doing some more polling and finding out why, why didn't you vote for Mehmet Oz, for example? Why didn't you vote for Kerry Lake? Or, and, more, and just as importantly, why did you? Trump's, uh, Trump's a wild card. He brought out 80 million voters. Granted, 2020, the, like I said, the procedures that were put in place in 2020 benefited both sides. Mass mail-in voting benefited Republicans as well as Democrats. And we I, see, go on. I feel like Trump can be as much of sort of a wild card on our side as the squad can be on the Democrat side. Mm -hmm. Like that if they endorse somebody or if somebody is, you know, sort of seen as a member of that ilk, then the many Democrats jump behind them. But independents probably aren't going to vote for them. And, you know, you and I had this conversation before the show. I think that's a lot of what hurt us is candidates like that, not necessarily Trump backed candidates, but these sort of bombastic. Showy candidates that maybe an independent doesn't necessarily feel like can be trusted with the keys to the kingdom, they're not going to put their vote behind not only that candidate, I think that party. And so I think those kind of candidates are hurting yeah. us. Let me tell you where I'm at. Now, obviously, I'm not an independent. I am a Republican. But I'll tell you where I'm at. I want more candidates like Ron DeSantis and fewer candidates like Donald Trump. Yes. That's what, that's me. There's my feedback for people. I think, I think Donald Trump served a purpose. I think he, he governed well. And I think he showed other Republican politicians that you don't have to follow all of these rules and protocols for statesmanship. You can fight for people. Ron DeSantis has shown us that there's a way to do it. The media hate him. Don't get me wrong. They don't, they don't uh, necessarily give DeSantis any more positive coverage than they gave Donald Trump. Right. But what they cannot do is attack him every single day for stupid shit that he says. 
And that's what we need. We need more candidates like that and fewer candidates like Mehmet Oz. Let's talk about Herschel Walker, though. We're heading into a runoff here. In a state where every Republican running for statewide office won by a wide margin of victory. I think the smallest margin of victory was 5.2 points, 5.2%. Larry, correct me if I'm wrong. That was the smallest margin of victory for a Republican, other than Herschel Walker, right? who currently is losing. I was going to ask you, I haven't seen lately. I didn't know where they were now. Yeah, he, he did. It, he's lucky we have 50 plus one because he would have lost this election. In a state where every other Republican candidate wins by a wide margin of victory, what is it with Herschel Walker? Now, I know what I think of him. The difference between me and the majority of people is I got to spend time with the guy. Right. Most people just hear what the, they hear on the media. So, was it the media's attack against Herschel that got him into that that forced got him into a runoff, or was it the fact that Donald Trump endorsed Herschel Walker? We need to find that out. Herschel needs to find that out because if it is, if it's the Trump effect, then he's not going to win the runoff either. Because Democrats will come out to vote against Donald Trump. And I don't think enough Republicans will come out to support Herschel Walker, regardless of my personal feelings for Herschel. And regardless of, of what I figured out by spending time with the guy, most voters in Georgia don't have the benefit of that, that you know, individual personal experience. Right. I don't know if it's an anti-Trump effect. We need to find out. This is key. We have to find out. We have to. I don't... Or it's... I mean, does it have to be bivalent? Why can't it be? I think it's probably both. I think... You know, it's a combination of bad candidate and anti-Trump sentiment, anti-Trump sentiment and the media just being on him. And like we talked about hitting on things that play into people's prejudices that they already have against, you know, he's a I mean, I'm sorry, this is this is going to sound offensive, but he's a big dumb jock is I think what people see and think. And so what the media said played into that, right. that sort of underlying thing without them having to say it, because they played into a lot of those stereotypes that people have for those, you know, big country men that play football. And so I think that it was a brilliant strategy and I think that combined with the orange man bad effect was, you know, probably almost insurmountable. Or was it something else? We got this from the Gateway Pundit. I don't, listen, I'm not putting this out there as, oh shit, there's shenanigans going on. I'm just putting it out there because this 
came to light. Unexplained ballot drop drop in Georgia Senate race likely prevented Herschel Walker from winning race outright. Drop and roll, push race, pushed race to a runoff. Let's go down to this video. Let's watch this. I don't believe there's any audio to this. Uh, maybe a little. I don't think this is the, um, I don't think this is the video I need. Hold on. Nope. I need the next one. Bear with me. Where's that damn video? Was in here. They're talking about this blue bump that came at, uh, 2020, it's saying around nine o'clock, 2100 here in Georgia. There's a damn video here somewhere. They linked to it. And for some reason, I can't find it. Let me go to the Gateway Pundit's main page and uh, see if I can find it there. There's a video, Danielle, of ballots being driven into a um, drop-off center. Pallets and pallets of ballots being unloaded and uh, walked, wheeled into the building. And then... Um, about an hour later, the same unmarked van, by the way, wasn't a post office van. It was just some, uh, unmarked nonsense being driven back in and the same thing happening. Um, really? Yeah. But it was, I guess it was in another story. These are all from, yeah, next page. Let me see if I'll see if I can find it, but it's, um, It's, it's weird. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why, why would it, uh, why would that be happening? I don't, th I think that's the same video up there. Yeah. This is, uh, other stuff related to that. Um, damn it. I thought this, uh, drop and roll hit Lauren Boebert too. It's going to be around here somewhere. This might be that first story. It's happened again, he says. Yeah, I think this is the video I was just watching. Yeah. I could have swore this. Uh, maybe they've taken it down. I wonder if, I wonder if, like I said, I'm not presenting this as evidence of shenanigans. Right. I was saying. But they are? Um, yeah, they were. And now I can't find that video. I wonder if it's been taken away. I wonder if they've taken it down. Oh, this is from Gretchen Whitmer. All right. Well, anyway, what they were referring to was that um, that graphic of the nine. 930-ish uh, ballot drop that took place that were, according to that story, all for um, Warnock. They were all for Warnock. All right, well, let's forget about that. 
they i think they've removed the video i think they've taken it down that's interesting that in itself is interesting yeah well that may tell you something right there uh we've got not the b the uh the babylon b red wave into a purple red wave turned into a purple puddle thanks to uh thanks to an orange man when when the babylon b are blaming donald trump for stuff like this it's gotten pretty bad. And this is why we need answers because I don't want to waste. I don't want to waste 2024. I don't right. want to see Joe Biden or whomever the Democrats handpicked to run. I don't want to see them take the white house again. I want to see an actual red wave in 2024. Now that Republicans, if, if, if Republicans take control of the House, it looks like they're going to. And, um, well, let's say they just take the House. They're now in a position where they can be blamed for the, all the ills that are taking place right now. Right? right. They'll be able to blame them for the recession. Well, they didn't, they didn't pass any bills that the president can sign, so recession is their fault. Uh, inflation is their fault. Gas prices are now the Republicans' fault. I wanted to see four years of... I know this is awful, but I wanted to see four years of pain that could not be blamed on Republicans. Right. That I think if, if after four years, maybe suburban white women would have come over and voted Republican. They absolutely didn't this time. You know, the, there was speculation. Oh, they're, they're switching back. They're voting Republican. Nope. They absolutely did not. Is that where the wave stalled, you think? Yeah. Or at least part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because the crossover among Hispanics and African-Americans and all, all kind of demographics, that crossover was real. Right. You can you can look at the data. Um, not so much. Not so much with suburban white women, even though people thought they were. And that's probably the abortion issue. And that, you know what, that's exactly what I was going to say, but I, I thought you, I was afraid you were going to say that's ludicrous because that's a state issue. And these are, these were state races. That's yeah. Mm -hmm. These were for senators that represent your state directly. These were for congressmen that represent your state directly and you know for what? state level positions. I didn't think it, the intern kept bringing it up and I was like, it's not, it's the economy stupid. And of course I wasn't calling him stupid. Like that's the catchphrase. Yeah. I, I thought he was like, okay, yeah. all right. This is a valid point. Warnock spent 128 million. Herschel only 34. I made this point on Facebook. This runoff now comes down to money. And if you want a Republican Senate, you're going to have to open up your wallets because the, the money is the, the it's going to be obscene the amount of right. money we see come in from California and tech oligarchs to get Warnock elected. It's going to be obscene. And Herschel cannot compete with that. He needs money to win this race. If you've never donated to a campaign and you want Republicans to control the Senate, now is the time to donate to that campaign. And I know people don't like it when I say that because they say, well, it shouldn't be about money. It is about money. It is 100% about money. That's and the, the Democrats have nothing else to spend their money on right yeah. now. I mean, frankly, that's the reality. I know it's distasteful. I know people don't like it, but it's the way, it's the way the game is played. And if you're, if you don't spend the money, you're not going to win. 
the amount of money they spend on get out the vote drives is obscene. Absolutely. It's crazy. The amount of money they spend on advertising is absolutely insane. Granted, Warnock outspent by four to one and barely squeaked out a, I can't call it a victory because it's not over, but right. was ahead by about 30,000 votes in, in the entire state. But he didn't lose by five to 10 points, like every other Democrat. <sighs> Whatever. The red wave, a win is a win. We take the house. I'm happy with that. Georgia did not flip blue. We don't have Stacey Abrams to contend with. Right. Was it Trump's backing that got Herschel through the primary? I don't know. Again, it's a, it's a good question. See, these are, these are all, I don't think we can quantify any of this. I don't think we can, I don't think we can really answer that question. I don't think we know. And people are out there saying these things definitively like we know. I don't, I don't think we do. I mean, you were there, you were boots on the ground. What do you think? I mean, what was the, I don't want to say word on the street, but what was the, I mean, I don't think it had anything to do with Trump. I think it was uh, the fact that he was the Republican. He was, it was Herschel Walker. He's famous. He happens right. to be black. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that initially I thought, initially I thought, wow, this will bring over a lot of uh, black male Democrat voters. And we did see that happen, but we saw it happen all over the country. I think that's more to do with failures of the Democrats than successes of the Republican Party. But I thought Herschel would be uh, a real draw for, for you know, African-American men. He wasn't, no more so than anywhere else in the nation. Um, I don't know. We just, we just don't... You know, Al, that's an interesting point as you were, cause I was, I mean, kind of thinking the same thing because, you know, I'm a huge Georgia fan. I'm a huge Herschel Walker fan, but I'm also a Republican. So, and as you were saying that I was thinking, what athlete would I vote Democrat for? And none of them. Yeah. I can't name one. Yeah. Our friend who was a college basketball player, I might vote for her because of who she is, not because of her athletic state you know what i mean not because she was an athlete not right. because i but right like i said the real winner yeah. the real winner was polarization yeah people have made up their minds and uh there's no changing those minds even if your candidate happens to be a, a stroke victim or a dead guy yes <laughs> they elected yeah now listen i understand it because if if it was Republican versus Democrat and the Republican died during the, during the, his name was already on the ballot. It right. was too late to fix it. I would vote for the Republican knowing that it would right. draw a special trigger. election. Yep. Trigger. Because if you just say, oh, well, he's dead, I guess I have to vote for the Democrat. Then the Democrat wins no special election. So I would definitely vote for the dead guy. 
Which I wouldn't I, vote for the stroke victim. We totally learned that from West Wing. That's how Sam Seaborn got elected. That's right. That's right. The guy died and Sam filled. Well, in that case, Sam filled his spot. Yes, yeah, Sam got appointed. Well, that, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can elect a dead guy. But yeah, I, I absolutely would have voted for the, rather than vote for a dead, I'm, I'm polarized. I'm probably more so than most people. There's no one that I can think of that I would vote for if they ran as a Democrat. Absolutely no one. Because I am just... I mean, I'm leery of Democrat crossovers. Mm -hmm. As much as I adore Tulsi Gabbard. I mean, not that she's running as a Republican, but you know what I mean? Like the... Right. I'm leery of her. Runs deep. I'm leery of her too. That stuff runs very deep. She was on, she was on a campaign bus with Herschel Walker and David Schaefer. And David Schaefer was tweeting, he was tweeting, hey, welcome to our newest Republican, Tulsi Gabbard. And they're, listen, I think it's great that she's on the bus and she's putting the work in. But here's my problem with Tulsi. The guy running the country currently is the guy she endorsed. And she's not, she's not a Republican. She's an independent. No, she's she? an independent. Yeah. I don't know why. Schaefer was just being facetious. Right. But the thing is... We've got to get, get rid of the guy in the White House before right. somebody starts offering Republican credentials to Tulsi Gabbard. And she's very socially, she's yeah. at least fairly socially liberal. Yeah. At least Vernon Jones. Yeah. At least Vernon Jones left his party. Right. And campaigned and ran for, on behalf of Donald Trump. And put his neck on the line before running for office. Yeah, he pissed off his party, so he can't go back if he wants to. That's right. There's no going back. Tulsi can't go back. Look what they did to her in uh, 2000, uh, 2016, I think right. it was. Or, no, 20, 2020. 2020. Yeah, it was. Yeah. She was banned from YouTube. She was hidden. Remember, the creator yeah. did that test trying yes. to find her content? Speaking of. Larry says five mem members of Congress have been elected while dead. Deed. Yeah. Speaking of YouTube, speaking they were of only tech, mostly dead. This, I don't know what this is going to lead to, but it might end up being good news. Who see? We'll see. Judge orders Biden administration to hand over communications with tech companies. We've had a lot of discussions about this kind of stuff lately, Danielle. Yes. The uh, the the shady hidden underworld of government and big tech. talked about the portals and the firsthand access government has to reporting and censoring content. This is in response to a uh, lawsuit that's been filed. A federal judge ordered the Biden administration, pardon me, to hand over communication documents between the federal government and big tech companies. U.S. District Court Judge Terry Dougherty of the Western District of Louisiana granted the order of discovery sought by Republican Attorneys General Eric Schmidt of Missouri and Jeff Landry of Louisiana. President Joe Biden, members of his administration, and select social media companies must turn over documents and answer questions within the next 30 days, 
during a discovery phase of a lawsuit alleging collusion to suppress freedom of speech, the court ruled. The attorneys general of Louisiana and Missouri filed a lawsuit back in May alleging Biden and eight high-ranking members of his administration and the government colluded with and or coerced social media companies like Meta, Twitter, and YouTube to suppress disfavored speakers' viewpoints and content on social media platforms. With control of the House comes subpoena power. With control of the House comes investigatory power. This is one of the issues, listen, there are a lot of issues Republicans need to focus on, the economy being number one. Right. And they better focus on the economy if you look at the roadmap that, um, if you look at the roadmap that the Republicans laid out a few weeks back, though, had nothing to do with the economy. I hope that changes. Maybe they can come up with something that would get the former vice president's signature and might help Americans who are struggling right now. One of the issues they don't need to focus on is 2020 election fraud. They do need to focus on securing future elections, but let's not go back and relitigate 2020. But they absolutely do need to focus on the power of social media companies. Right. The fact that we'll talk about this Thursday, the fact that Google, even during this election, were manipulating their search results to favor Democrats. Not just favor Democrats, overwhelmingly suppress Republican candidates. That makes a difference. When people aren't getting face-to-face time with the candidate, like I was able to do, their only source of information is coming from the internet and from social media. And when the world's largest search monopoly is suppressing, only presenting them negative data about one side and positive data about the other, it's going to affect their decisions. We'll give you those numbers on Monday night because it absolutely affected decisions and the government has got to get into this. They have got to get into this and and do something to protect democracy it's, a, it's an attack on democracy i tell you it really is i don't I mean, want to say, say that, that. It re- i mean it is yeah you say that sarcastically but it really is it's far more of a, an attack on democracy than what happened on january 6th When unarmed protesters showed up and were invited into the Capitol. Don't get me wrong. January 6th was stupid. Shouldn't have happened. Right. There's only... I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into who you can point fingers at for that. But the reaction to it was absolutely ridiculous. But it was predictable. And they obviously had to capitalize on it. How much of an effect it had in the midterms, we just don't know. Right. Republican, the again, Republican leadership needs to start doing the polling 
and find out because we need to know before 2024, before we send candidates out there effectively to sacrifice them to Trump, because Trump is going scorched earth on the Republican Party now. We see it in his, his tweets, in his truths uh, on Truth Social. We're seeing the attacks against Ron DeSantis already kick in. We're seeing him gloat and celebrate when GOP candidates lose tight races. None of that is necessary. Right. Every bit of it is despicable. And listen, I wasn't a Trump guy in 2016. I came around after he got elected, when he was the nominee, obviously. He was the Republican candidate. But I didn't support him through the primaries. I'm not going to support him in the next primary. That's my, I've decided, I, I do not support, I do not want to see Donald Trump run for president because he's going to cost us an election. Right. If Donald Trump is the nominee, we lose. The good news is I don't think he will be, but a lot of people are going to have to put their heads on the chopping block to beat him in a primary. I don't want to see a good candidate like Ron DeSantis wasted when he doesn't need to be, which is why we need answers now. Is this, was this lack of a red wave? Was it anti-Trump sentiment or something else? If it was something else, then let Donald Trump run. Fuck it. Let him run unopposed so that we don't damage anybody else. Right. But if it was Donald Trump, got to do something, got to do something to try to dissuade him from running again. Joe Biden, though, real quick before we uh, before we move on or before we leave, Joe Biden may take care of that for us. To your predecessor, who is about to launch another campaign. So how do you reassure them if that is the reason for their questioning that the former president will not return or that his political movement, which is still very strong, uh, will not oh, yeah? once again take power in the United <laughs> States. Well, um, we just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by uh, if we uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our Constitution does not become the next president again. Now, I don't know what that means. The f- what does that? What? I don't know. I have no idea. And right now, I just don't give a shit. I don't care. Joe, whatever you have planned, go for it. I don't know what these legitimate efforts under our Constitution are. I think he's talking about that. Um, what? What? It's it's a very vague, a very vague provision in the Constitution where if if a president's been impeached, they can if a person's been impeached, they can't be elected to public office again. Something like that. I think that's probably what Joe is referring well, you to. You have to be impeached and removed, right? Like, yeah, I think you to have to have been thing. convicted, right? Yes. And even if Trump is president again, Larry summed it up. He was absolutely right. He will be impeached and convicted this time immediately because Republicans will convict this right. time around. 
Donald Donald Trump's done. He's done. He was he wasn't a Republican. He, he turned out to be a good conservative president, but he was never a Republican. Still isn't you know, a Republican. A Republican doesn't gloat when a GOP member loses his race in a in a time like this. And I kept thinking that when y'all were talking about what he was doing to our party, to his own party, the, it, the Republican Party is not his party. He's not a Republican. He right. wasn't a Republican until he picked the party that was going to work out for him to run. Right. As a member of. Yeah. Of anyway. Did we, did we, I can't remember. Did I play that other Joe Biden video? Mm -mm. For all of you that did refuse Republicans. 75% of voters say the country is heading into the wrong direction. Despite the results of last night, what in the next two years do you intend to do differently uh, to change people's uh, opinion of the direction of the country, particularly as you contemplate a run for president in 2024? Nothing. It's amazing. There it is from the man himself after, after losing the house. Cause let's not forget they lost, or it looks like they're going to lose the house of representatives. What are you going to do differently? Nothing. What that means is that inflation's okay. In fact, it's going to get worse. Gas prices have already started to creep up. They only had measures in place to keep gas prices artificially low leading up to the midterms. Those measures are over and done with. Gas prices are already starting to creep up. The housing market, listen. It's a dumpster fire. Yeah. And it will be crashing. It would, uh, 18 months after the end of the eviction moratorium is when we're going to see that uh, housing market slump. And the former vice president isn't going to do anything different. He's not going to try anything different. He's going to keep going with the same policies. This is um, this is what this is what a polarized nation has decided. Yeah, I think what he said was we're not going to do anything different because people are just starting to figure out what we're doing. Like they're just starting to understand what we're doing. So why would we change it? He thinks that January, February of, and March of next year are going to be a turning point. I say Republicans hold off on any policy pr proposals and let that period of time pass so that they don't do anything that he can claim credit for. Just just let Joe, I would give him two years of doing it. I, I would do nothing for two years. Let America continue to experience the Joe Biden pain and make sure that Republicans are on TV every day reminding people this is Joe Biden's economy. Right. This That's what the next two years have to be for Republicans. This is Joe Biden's America. This isn't us. You had the opportunity to elect us and you chose not to. Maybe in 2024, you'll make a different decision. But as of right now, this is Joe Biden's America. And this pain you are experiencing is a direct result of Joe Biden's policies. And use the rest of their time to fix the things that they can fix. Let's go after the social media companies. Let's put an end to that. Like I said, we'll get more into that, I think, on Monday especially this uh, this report that just came out on Google and what they've been up to, because that is, 
Again, you want to talk about threat to democracy? That's it. Right. And now. we have a We Informed You Thusly on TikTok. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's it going to take? <clears throat> so no red wave, or at least no major red wave. It's a victory. We flipped the house. Good job. Well done. Might still get the Senate. I don't know if it's an indictment of Trump, but my personal position is I'm done with him. Good night, Michelle. I'm That's sure. my personal position. I Listen, some people are going to bitch at me about it. Other people are going to say, all right. Most people aren't going to care because it's just my opinion. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. He was an entertaining president. I mean, you were kind of a big Trump guy for a while, so that is kind of a big deal. Like, I mean, you and I went kind of, <laughs> went at it a few times. Yeah, listen, I supported him when he was, now, listen, let's be fair. When he said something stupid, we would sit here and talk about it. You would try to translate it into. I absolutely did really translate meant. it. It was it, yeah. and my translations were deadly spot on. Yeah. But you know, you, you words, words, words matter. Words mean shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Words mean shit. If you don't want people reading between the lines, say what you mean up front. Don't leave it for, uh, don't leave it the, like Joe Biden, where he says shit in the White House, I have to walk it back and clarify. Yeah, don't leave it for minutes. some limey get to translate the American president. What the, you're not even a citizen. We don't need you translating our president. Quit it out. Right. But this is what should we speak president. Right. But we're seeing the exact same thing with Joe Biden. Right. He doesn't go out there and say anything offensive. He just says stupid shit that has to be walked back constantly. And his, and his press secretary, secretary has to clarify. And then, the, and then well, his, his words were, has to be walked back. His words were twisted. They, oh, they twisted. They it fucking twist his words. Mind. Yeah. Yeah. He said no more drilling. How is that twisting his words? No more drilling. But yeah, it's, um, candidate quality, man. Joe Biden, look, Donald Trump. I got a fancy new cover for my Kindle. Oh yeah. Look at that thing. Cause I was going to put, uh, um, what are they called? The air tag thing. I was going to put an air tag in it. Cause I'm not saying that I lose my Kindle in my own house, but I mean, you know, sometimes mistakes are made. It's been known to happen, but it's a smart case. Yeah. So when I put the thing in it and it's got like a little slot for a credit card in case you need to spend some money yeah. and buy books on your Kindle. But when I put the thing in there, it's too fat. Yeah. And it won't, so my, and you won't close the door and it won't turn off the Kindle. So my smartness doesn't work. Oh, yeah. I, I guess I can mush it anyway. Whatever. It's still a cute case. Mine's just orange. Oh, sorry. Whatever. We're out of time, Danielle. I think I bought you that so orange Kindle. Up. I've had remarkably low energy this evening. Yeah? Because yeah. we stayed up too late the other night. I don't think it's that. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it. Um, all right, friends. Thank you for hanging out with us. I assume we'll be here Saturday morning, Al. Um, possibly. Not. Okay. Possibly. Well, it's going to be a game time decision, folks. Check and see if we're here Saturday morning. We will most def be here Black Friday evening. When is that? For a little boozy meetup. Oh, yeah. For all that you're lucky we're not cussing. Yeah. So I was thinking. I was thinking of my. I was thinking you're saying that Monday is Black Friday evening because 
I thought you were going to say we will definitely be here Monday, and then you said Black Friday evening. Then uh, I don't know what. Oh, the sorry. Fuck? I, I, yeah. So low, the twenty fifth. Low energy. Yes. November Black 25th. Friday evening, we'll be doing our next boozy meetup. Yes. So if you'd like to join us, be a member by then. Over on locals. And otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, we'll be drinking with hatches. So. Um, Over on. Uh, let me pull that up. Oh shit. <laughs> Telling you. I'm not on my game. Oh, we're on locals. Not that this is ever good, right, mind yeah, you. Right, no, yeah, we're just... Well, we used all our good up Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're just squeaking by right now. Yeah, not oh. that this is ever a quality broadcast. Right. But tonight, but tonight, just particularly bad. TPSreportlive.locals.com. Come find us. Yeah, Saturday we're going to do might that. Might not be there. That's right, November 25th, supporter meetup. Turn that down. November 25th, supporter meetup. It's virtual. Just bring your, uh, get on your Zoom, bring your beer, and uh, come hang out with us for a couple of hours or however long it lasts. Last one was a long one. Until I cut us off. Yes, the bartender of the room has to cut us off. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Saturday or not, we will most def be back Monday. So, y'all, we love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you then. Bye, guys. Bye now. See you.